This is Lekker. I'm Lucy Dearlove. My guest on this episode wrote an article in the Irish Times last September called When Your Heart Is Breaking, You Can Find Respite In Cooking. And as soon as I read it, I knew I had to get her on the podcast. Her name's Alicia Casey and she's a chef originally from Dublin who is now based in London. She's super busy doing all kinds of really interesting food stuff but um, I managed to pin her down and spent a couple of hours in her lovely kitchen in East Dulwich. She was super busy in the middle of testing some donut recipes which you'll hear her making. Uh, I sadly didn't get to try the donuts because they had, the dough had to prove overnight but she did send me home with a sack full of delicious Portuguese style carrot cakes which she'd made earlier in the day. She also plied me with endless cups of tea, which is always the way to my heart. Um, and as she'd run out of Barry's tea, she was using Yorkshire tea, which uh, in my book is always the correct thing to do. Like, and there's something these two rings have not been working. Basically, everything's just a bit messy lately. <laughs> in case you haven't realised, I'm sorry. I like to give off a persona as being highly organised, but it's really not over this. Oh, I wouldn't be any fun if you were highly organised. Yeah, I know, then you'd be like, why oh, like, that's really nice. Yeah. Exactly. So what sort of donuts are they? So these are called... So these are the ones that I'm doing, so I'm actually doing two donuts. Um, and then these are like a soft yeast one. And we, we're going to let the dough prove overnight and then you fry them, like deep fried, obviously they have to be deep fried. Um, and then we're going to fill them with like a creme patisserie filling. Mm-hmm. So with a nice little bit of vanilla and then some add jam. Mm-hmm. And then we stick them there um, and then dust them in um, sugar and cinnamon. Lovely. Yeah, so, this, so it's really simple. It's like flour, sugar um, and then egg yolk and yeast. And then we're just going to mix that until it forms the dough and then add butter in. So a little bit like if you're making a brioche, like a rich um, yeast in bread. Mm-hmm. And then let it prove overnight and then tomorrow I will fry them off. So I used to have another job, I suppose is what I need to explain. Um, I used to work in human resources, like very much in a corporate environment, which I really loved as well but at the same time I always knew it wasn't what I wanted to do and um, I think sometimes it's quite easy to keep doing what you think is the right thing that you should do or because people think you should do it but my mum used to always say to me she'd be like I don't think this is what you want to do so then in 2011 um, my dad got really sick and he has been sick over the years um, and he ended up in intensive care and he's okay now because like he says himself, he can't kill a bad thing. I think there's like the Irish <laughs> sense of humour that he's like, you have to, I suppose, like with life, I think you just need to kind of get through it with humour. Yeah, so he was in intensive care for like three months and we were pretty much told that there was no hope and that we had to say goodbye to him. So what I did is that to get myself through that, I cooked my way through it. Like I cooked a lot of nice things, but I also messed up a lot of things and like burnt a lot of stuff and like it was a really painful time. What sort of things did you cook? Um, so I cooked stuff that made me feel like a little bit more like me, like a little bit calmer. So like really simple home cooking, like like a roast chicken. Like that's one of my favourite things to cook is like a roast chicken, like roast potatoes, gravy, stuffing. Like it's the food that I was brought up on. Um, even things like bread and butter pudding. 
do you know, like they're not glamorous, exciting stuff, but I think if you make those simple dishes well, you can make them amazing. Um, and then like chicken pie, like mashed potatoes, obviously a lot of potatoes featuring in there, like stuff that my mum would have cooked for me, but I was, she would have cooked for me when I was younger to obviously look after me. So it was my way of looking after her and my brother at the time when we were going through that. This is really annoying. It's fine. I'll step back. <laughs> like. So we're going to mix this and then it's mixed in. We mix in the butter. So until it's all. And then I suppose the important thing is to have soft butter. So like all these ingredients are at room temperature. Like you don't want to be putting in cold butter because it's going to take longer to, um, to go into it. Do you make a lot of dessert stuff? Way more savory, like even when they go out to eat in restaurants. I would like on those, I'd rather have a starter in the main course rather than get yeah, the dessert. But when I do have dessert, I'm always like, why don't I get that more often? Or like, I quite like sharing a dessert, but like, I'd much rather fill up than the other um, bits of the meal and do it. So, my dad got better, and he, he were, we were obviously very lucky. And then when that all happened, I kind of said to myself, I said, right, you have two choices. You can keep doing what you're doing, like a really successful job, or you can actually do, which is going to be the harder thing, and actually do what you want to do. Um, so, I mean, it didn't happen overnight. Like I'm saying that as if it was like a spot decision. I was like, yeah, grand, I'll just move to London and try and learn how to cook. That would be amazing. Um, but in reality, it took me about six months like, I think my heart straight away was like, I want to go and do this. But my head was like, no, from a practical point of view, that's not going to work. And for me, moving over to London, it was a lot easier to do that, like to reinvent myself. So do you um, have a plan? Did you have any idea of kind of what the process was? No, I didn't, I didn't have any plan. Like, that's the thing. Um, so I moved back in with my mum and dad so I could save money because that was my first thing. I was like, right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to take a really big pay cut. So I need to um do that so I moved back in with my mum and dad and then I knew I was going to move over to London and I was trying to figure out exactly how I would do it um, and then I looked at different options like going to cookery school um and when I moved over I didn't actually tell anyone what I was going to do so like I said to everyone, I was like, oh, I'm going to keep working in like a similar job to my other job because I left Ireland at the time when the recession was kind of just tapering off. So the thought of me being like, I'm moving to London and I have no job at 30 like that, like I couldn't actually say that out loud. And I think maybe in a way I didn't really admit it to myself as well. I was like, oh, I'll just go to London and see how it goes for maybe a year. And so... I moved over here and then I ended up going to cookery school to Leeds School of Food and Wine where I now teach as well which is amazing and so I run like a cookery class it's every two months and that's really cool to be back there doing it. I did a six-month diploma um, and that was like because I didn't have any professional cooking experience like it was like it was really difficult but all I had to do every single day was go in and just learn about food and be taught about food. So it was amazing. Like it was one of the happiest times of my life, I think, getting to do it. Um, but when I was there, I realized that I was only seeing one part of the cooking. Like very like cookery school, it's like this little bubble where you're like you're very protected. You're cooking like one dish. You're doing things in a really simple level. So I started looking at different options. So 
like working in the restaurant I, I had never wanted to do that but I think being in the restaurant I think that is probably one of the hardest things to do as a chef and I suppose I felt like I had to prove it to myself and I wanted to experience it so I started working in a gastro pub like being really glamorous like frying burgers like emptying deep fat fryers and stuff and I remember like one day I was like kneeling down, like emptying out the deep fat fryer. And I was like, why have I done this? I'm like, why? And like, but there was a weird part of me that actually enjoyed it. I, I think it was again, coming back to the whole, like I need to prove myself, to prove to myself that I can do this. I was in the gastropub being all glamorous, flipping my burgers and stuff and the barbecue. And then I, so my boss at the time um, was Irish and then he knew Robin Gill, who runs the dairy. So the dairy was Robin's first restaurant. And then he set up the manor, Paradise Garage, and the counterculture. So he introduced me to Robin. And he needed someone to help out for like a few days or something. So at the time, I was working in the um, pub. And then I was doing freelance like food styling, recipe testing, and trying to keep doing the writhing as well. So I went into the dairy. So this was back in 2014. So I went into the dairy in Clapham. Have you been there? I haven't even heard about it. I really Yeah, Yeah, you should go there. Um, Yeah, so I went in like very much thinking that I'm going to be here for a couple of days. And I went in and then as soon as I walked in, I was like, right, I need to do this properly. So I left all the other stuff. And then I ended up staying two years. Um, And it was like one of... It was like two crazy hard years. Like I worked like six days a week. I mean, I didn't sleep much because I was trying to take so much in. And I think from an age point of view, like I was like 31 or 32 at this stage. So I'm like 10 years older than everyone in the kitchen, which is crazy because they're like, you're working with these people who have so much more experience than you do. And I'm there going, I just want to understand how to do all this stuff. Um, But it was amazing. Like I'll never regret doing that. It's kind of hard to describe how much fun it is. So I stayed there for two years. And then at the same time, I was trying to really push the food writhing side, which is what I had always wanted to do when I did it. And so in 2014, I started contacting like a lot of newspaper editors, like magazine editors and stuff. And unless you know someone or have like a connection it's incredibly difficult so I kind of set myself a goal I was like right I'm just gonna keep trying until one person kind of gives me a little inkling that maybe it will work out Um, and I didn't have anything to show them like all I had was my little blog that I had been doing myself for a couple of years and I look back at the blog now and like it's awful it's like (laughs) photos and stuff and the things I was doing and when I was at cookery school I kept like a little a journal on the blog of us but even yeah looking back at that is quite cringy um so anyway so I sent I sent it on to a lot of people which I'm not quite happy that I did (laughs) right now thinking about it but eventually um so the evening standard food editor at the time Victoria Stewart she really liked the blog and I used to do this lunchbox column which was me talking about lunches that I used to make for myself when I was in the office and then she said, look, I would like some type of lunchbox column. And then I pitched her here the idea of doing like lunches based on um, some of my favorite London restaurants. So kind of like a dish like inspired by like a signature London restaurant, but like done in a simple way. So like a home cooking style thing. I'm still doing it now. So it's like it will be three years this May, which is really crazy that I'm still getting to do. It. And I don't think I'll ever run out of ideas for it. So 
what I'm trying to focus on at the moment is not so much the restaurant side, but just more doing like really simple food. But I suppose it's the um, like cooking to look after yourself kind of mentality that if you make yourself a nice lunch, it's kind of a little bit of way of saying, you know, that you care about yourself rather than going to a sandwich shop and getting a sandwich. Now, don't get me wrong. I do that myself a lot of the time. I like takeaways and stuff, but sometimes it is nice to look after yourself and do that. I think having the background you've had as well, um, you know what it's like to work in an office. Yeah. And what you look forward to is your Yeah, exactly. And yeah. And even if it's eating at your desk, like as I used to eat my lunch on my desk because I'd be like, oh, I need to make sure that like I'm being busy and I look busy. Um, but yeah, like at 11 o'clock, I'd be like, oh, what, what am I going to have for lunch kind of thing? Um, and the industrial estate that I worked in, there was only like one shop there and you could only get one thing. So I was like, right, I'm just going to start making my lunch. But I did eat a lot of those um, fried chicken sandwiches all the same because sometimes, I mean, you just want the easy option to do it. I'm, I'm just kind of interested because obviously you've gone from being like a very keen um, cook yourself, like you yeah. cook and you're now a professional chef kind of. How has that shift changed? Has that changed um, how you view what you cook at home? Like, how has that kind of changed your perception of yourself yeah. in the kitchen? Uh, I think in one way, it kind of puts me under pressure. Like, I think people think, like, if you invite friends over, they're like, oh, what are you going to cook? And I'm like, well, I'll probably do a roast chicken or something because I really just want to cook what I've always wanted to cook. And then I think... You, you get harder on yourself like if I mess up something in the kitchen which is how you learn like I think I said that to you earlier it's how you learn in the kitchen before that wouldn't have bothered me but now I'm like I really can't be doing that it's like you know, it's like if you messed up your job all the time you'd be like oh, I can't be doing that and um, but I think that's the thing about food like it's so versatile like the ingredients and everything but really I think what it has shown me in a positive way is that it's all about the how you enhance how you cook so like little simple things um so like using like different spices um but like in a nice subtle way like before I used to think you had to use loads of spice to make something like taste of, of that ingredient but all you're trying to do the whole time is make the actual ingredient itself taste of a better version of itself if that makes sense and that's what you learn in the restaurant is about seasoning and treating things in the right way and um, so whether it's like me making like a simple soup like say like a courgette soup but you do something a little bit different so you make like um you turn butter to like brown butter so you like you cook it out in the pan you make it foam and then you cook it until you get that smell of like digestive biscuits and then that's an amazing flavoring that you can use like not just in desserts but you can like put it into soups um and then just adding like a little kind of like pesto thing or like a little crumb or something on top like simple stuff that makes you feel like it's a bit of not the word treat because I don't like that thing of food being as like a good or a bad thing I think you should eat what you want to eat and then enjoy it um but I think it's just more about taking a little bit of time to do stuff in a simple way I really enjoy making like my um, curries and stews and stuff but, like I'm really into lentils at the moment not be from a healthy point of view but just from like a texture so say you can like fry lentils in a pan with like a little bit of butter so you get them kind of crispy oh. like doing stuff like that or like doing the same thing with um like butter beans or like cannellini beans or like brulotti beans so kind of like taking an ingredient and then using it in a bit of a different way yeah. How come you have to prove the dough for so long? Uh, 
then so it's more to let the yeast develop and the gluten develop and then the actual donuts themselves are a lot lighter like fluffy like what I might try and do is like leave it for an hour and then maybe fry one off to see, see how it looks. yeah so just because I think it's always nice to, if you can figure out a little shortcut to do it um, because I know sometimes myself you, know, you pick up a recipe book and you're like I actually yeah I want to make this straight away and um, but I, I've had these before they are nice when you leave them overnight but I want to try it see it so you can look yeah, yeah exactly yeah It's funny because I actually never planned to live in London. Like I'm very much, I loved being in Ireland. And I mean, I think when you change careers, like there's always, there's always a little bit of me that thinks if I had stayed there, my life would be so different. Mm -hmm. Like um, I think I lost a lot of close relationships because I chose to kind of put myself into cooking. Um, but I don't regret it for a minute because I feel like I'm doing what I always wanted to do. I regret not doing it sooner like I wish I could turn back time like 10 years ago and be like you should do this and don't do any of that stuff um although that stuff does help me but what I'm doing now as well like having the administrative background I think is really helpful um I always think that I think whatever jobs we've done that don't seem to contribute yeah to what you want to do I think they're help more helpful than you realize yeah. and I meet really young people kind of in my career and I in a way, I envy them, but then I also don't. Yeah, so I'm, like, I'm really exactly. glad I had the experience of doing something that I hated. Yeah. Or that I found really, you know, or even just the experience of working in an office yeah. and understanding that kind of dynamic. Exactly, and yeah. I think it's all really valuable. Yeah. And also, it makes you, you know, value what you have yeah. more. Yeah. Exactly. And I think it's a lot more common now that yeah. people do that and they change career. Like what I've done. Like, I'm not trying to pretend that what I've done is anything special. Like, there's so many people have done that. Do you know what I mean? Like, everyone's doing it in their own way. Um, I suppose probably when I realized that there was no going back, it was like when, when I was working in the restaurant. And this is going to sound really superficial, but in my other job, I used to wear, like, um, business suits and, like, heels and everything the whole time. And then I used to have my nails, like, looking perfect. And then it was when I was, like, I cut off my nails and before that would have been really important to me and I was like I actually don't care about that um and then I couldn't wear high heels and stuff and then I haven't worn them in years now it's like I put I tried to put one on um a few months ago for a friend's wedding and I was like I can't do this so it's like I'm just gonna have to wear like these flashes and I know that's like that's a like a silly girly thing um but it was one of those things that I was like right I'm kind of letting go of that old life if that makes sense so I started getting loads of socks because I couldn't have the high heels. So I have a, an amazing sock collection because that is actually really important in the kitchen because that's the only bit of you that you can see kind of properly. So it's like we have like little sock competitions. Um, and What's then, your so I have really nice Christmas pudding ones um, and then um, like milk and cookies ones and like these be well, yeah. No, so I have, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, pretty much. Do you think? Do you think you've changed kind of as a person? It's kind of quite a basic question. But. Yeah, I think I am. Um, I think I'm probably the way I should be. Whereas before, I think maybe I was trying to be someone that I wasn't. Whereas now I'm kind of me and I think I'm more, even though I'm more stressed because it is quite a stressful job, I think I'm kind of accepted in a better way. Like I feel like I'm doing what I should be doing, which is really nice. Thank you so much to Alicia for her time and her words of wisdom. 
Um, I really respect and relate to her attitude. Of, I'm just going to keep trying until one person gives me a little inkling that maybe it will work out. Uh, I think the way she did things is really inspiring. Um, even if you're not doing what you want to do, figure out what you want to do, figure out vaguely how to do it, and then just keep trying that until something clicks. You can find her on Twitter and Insta. She's at Leisha Cooks. That's at L-A-O-I-S-E-C-O-O-K-S. And there's links to all of her evening standard and independent columns so you can make her delicious recipes too. So it's very exciting. This is our first episode on Audioboom. Uh, Audioboom is a global on-demand audio and podcasting distribution platform and it's home to really great podcasts like Kicking the Kyriarchy, which is an intersectional feminist podcast, the brilliant Beef and Dairy Network podcast and stalwarts like Ramesh Ranganathan's Hip Hop Saved My Life. So I'm delighted to be in their company, obviously. Uh, thanks for having us, Audioboom. If you're an iTunes or as they've recently rebranded, Apple Podcast subscriber, then nothing will change for you. You'll still get the latest episodes straight to your phone every time. So actually, if you're not a subscriber, why not do it now? And if you do enjoy the podcast, then please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Um, it really does help and it helps kind of spread the word about us so we can get to more people who love the sound of good food. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'll be back very soon with a brand new episode where I'm joined by uh, a wonderful woman called Deepa Patel telling us tales of Tooting Market. So listen out for that. <laughs>